Welcome to Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick, brought to you by Empire Sports Media. I'm your host, Spen, and no, next to me is not Nick. I'm actually joined by my co-host on our, I call it our sister podcast, two hours, no traffic, Philly, Brandon, diehard 76ers, Eagles, Phillies, since they fired Girardi fan. Uh, I uh, first time on Fireside Nets, which is crazy to think about because you and I have been doing our other podcast for a while now. But welcome on the show. We are going to react live to this finals game four between the Warriors and the Boston Celtics. How are you doing tonight, man? Are you, are you excited to watch this game? Yeah, um, this is the first game I've gotten to, you know, I guess watch in somewhat of its entirety. Um, you know, I talk to Spence all the time and. Uh, my day usually starts around six. So this whole West Coast 9 p.m. start thing, um, I'm not a big fan. I think it's bullshit. Um, the best sports markets are on the East Coast. I don't know why we're pandering to casual fans out West, but, you know, that's just me. Steph Curry just did his patted in, like, run down the court to the other or to the basket, slow down and, like, Sort of give it one of those linemen like pushes you, you see yeah. an O lineman or a D lineman do. I think that's awesome. Uh, we're about to tip off here in San Francisco. Yeah, happy you can join me. Happy you're finally watching a game. I feel like after every single game, I just text you like, "Did you see that?" And you don't answer because you're sleeping. And then the next morning, you're just like, "Yeah, man, I had to be up at like five thirty. So no, I yeah, didn't see I'll that. usually I've seen the first quarter of every game. <laughs> there you go. That's something for what it's worth. Um, you know, since we're just kind of going through like you know literally what's going on. Um, we talked about on our, on our other show, but, um, I'm interested to hear, you know, obviously your perspective and then, you know, we're getting a different audience, um, you know, stars on our teams like Embiid, KD, Kyrie, et cetera. Um, you get that microscopic like criticism, um, where you yes. can be great, but if you're not great enough, that's not good enough. Um, and Jason Tatum, by all accounts, has not had a superstar series. I mean, he's been a little bit shaky with the ball. I think he's like – I mean, he had a ton of turnovers this series. I have to look at the stat, but um, he's up there in top five turnovers all time in the finals thus far. And the entry graphic was, you know, how many assists he has. Right. It's great. It's just the coverage is just so different for some reason I can't put my finger on. You think they're a little bit softer on Tatum? I think they're much saying. softer. So it's because he's not in that caliber. That's why. It's like for 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 Tatum's tier as Jalen Brown hits a really tough two to tie the game two uh, two apiece. Otto Porter Jr. hit the first bucket for Golden State. Um, Tatum is like in that second third tier of great players. You know, I, I he's not in that first tier with the KDs, the Stephs. Um, who else is in that? I mean, Embiid's in that top tier now. Giannis is in that tier. When Kawhi is healthy, Kawhi is in that tier. Um, but I don't, you know, Tatum is in that next tier, right? I think Tatum and Kyrie Irvin at this point in Kyrie's career are sort of in that second tier where, where they're both elite, but I, I can't call those guys top five players in the game. I just can't. Which I'm fine with, and I agree 100 I agree with you 100%. It's the... 
you know, if he has 25, if he has 25 points on a mildly efficient evening, um, he's got a picture in Kobe Bryant's locker holding the trophy, you know, as the second coming. And then if he has a bad night, it's, well, he had a lot of assists. Like, you you got to give me one or the other. You're either in that breath where you're talking about the you know, next big guy or you're not. I agree. I agree. But I also don't – I mean, I think even Celtics fans will tell you, like, they're not happy with the way Tatum's played. No. He has, just, I mean, I'm, I'm way behind you. I'm not even going to try and do play-by-play. Yeah, here. don't even try to do play-by-play. It by hasn't play. even you're been good. a sharp start handling the ball tonight. You're, you're, you're good. I, I got the play-by-play. It's 6-4, Warriors. Um Nine yeah, minutes two, and thirty two seconds. Here. Yeah, I figured. You're a hey, I did bit. just Ooh. get the government subsidized Wi-Fi though. Yo, congratulations <laughs> on that. That's that's big. I had the bargain basement one for so long. I got an email from Xfinity saying that they had, like there's some kind of grant they're sending me to upgrade the Wi-Fi. That's huge, man. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, you and I were talking about before we started recording the movie Hustle. Recently came out on Netflix. Adam Sandler yes. is the uh, the star in that movie. He finds uh, a young talent in Spain as a scout uh, who's played by NBA player Juancho Hernan Gomez. And it's one of these like feel good, you know, come from nothing basketball stories. It's, it's half about Juancho Hernan Gomez, half about Adam Sandler. Uh, really well done. A lot of cool NBA cameos. I liked it. I did. You know, you, but but my problem is this. It was hyped up so much, Brandon, that when I saw it, I was expecting like the godfather of basketball movies. And it was good. Even when I told you about it, though, I I, I likened it to Coach Carter. You knew the whole time you're watching Coach Carter, you know, it was that origin story. It was that hero story. I mean, I granted they lost in the championship, but like, you know, you knew those kids were going to be good. Like you, it can be cliche and still be great. Yes, that you're absolutely right. I, for some reason, I wasn't expecting super cliche. He just did that arc. I thought perfectly. Like, I mean, if you're going to do listen, he's also he's also coming off. Sandler's also coming off Uncut Gems, which was one of the most wildly unpredictable movies I've ever seen in my life, and it literally caused me anxiety. So, like, in a weird, messed up way, this movie was the complete opposite of that. You know what I'm saying? Which I think is why I liked it. I'm one of the few people I didn't enjoy Uncut Gems. I, I didn't think it was a I, it was a really technically good movie. I did not enjoy seeing it. I've only seen it one time. You didn't enco- you didn't enjoy Uncut Jams. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I mean, I miss, that I miss when that either. was cool. Oh, I, I yeah. missed when that was cool. Uh, it's 10 to 4. Golden I just State, thought it was awesome Wiggins. how, like, and thinking that oh, whole nice. movie, there was maybe five actors, and I might be high. Like, it was almost all NBA guys, um, which is really hard to do to get the, the licensing rights. And, you know, I know LeBron no, had that a big was, hand. That, that was pretty sick. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, of course, LeBron produced it alongside Sandler. Uh, and the one of the big things I took away from this, Clay, for three, brick, 10 to four, Golden State, a little less than eight minutes left in the first. Um, so far, uh, kind of back and forth, Warriors have made a few shots. Celtics are really cold. Uh, two of six to start. Warriors are five of eight. No team has made a three-point field goal yet. Um, what was I going to say about Sandler? Oh, this just reunited my whole thing where I just really want to play Adam Sandler one-on-one. Because yeah, a lot of what came that. from this movie is like, oh, Sandler can hoop. He can watch him play. He's a player. Draymond to the rack for two. Draymond's got four quick points. The slam dunk by Draymond to make it 12-4 to four timeout Boston. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, holy smokes. That's the start for the Warriors. 
But uh, I don't know. That was, that was a good start for them. 12-4 timeout, Boston. I don't think you really do want the smoke from Adam Sandler. I mean, he's had numerous – N- he said numerous NBA players back up his abilities. These guys haven't seen me play, Brandon. You saw me play. You know I have a jumper. That's the thing. Look, I know you beat up on the AAU Jewish crowd at the public parks. I'm just saying this guy might be a little I, bit I beat up on the people that train them. Get it right. And I beat up on them too. But I beat up on the people that train them. I, I mean, I'd pay to see it. I think it would be interesting. But, I mean, I, I feel like his DMs are Sandler, full man. of you know, collegiate athletes looking to get a little run. No, but they want to play with him. They don't want to like challenge him. No one, no one. Okay. No one is more well-liked and, and recognized in Hollywood and in sports than Adam Sandler. Like Adam sure. Sandler can walk on sports center tomorrow and it'd be the fucking most viewed episode of sports center the entire year. Okay. You're no one wrong. wants to see the same three or four dudes on sports center or get up or whatever the fucking hot show is on ESPN. But if you put Sandler on there, yeah, I'm watching. He's the man. He's he's likable. But someone has to, you know, challenge so the likable down guy a in a game of basketball. And I'm that guy. I might not be as funny as him, as rich as him, as handsome as him, as charming as him. But I think my jumper is wetter than his. I don't know, dude. He's got that corner, that 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 grown-ups corner jumper. I always I always here's the other thing. I always only see the like same four or five highlights. It's like, <laughs> watch this layup, watch this jump shot. He passed to a dude. End of highlight. All right. I mean, what it sounds like we got to do is we got to put together the Spence, you know, hoop mixtape and challenge Sandler to drop one of his own. That would be nice. That would absolutely be nice. Um, all right. What I mean. So the cool thing about the movie, back to the movie Hustle, is that it was about Philadelphia, about the Sixers. How did you feel the Sixers were depicted in the movie? Obviously, <laughs> it's a fictional movie, but like, I don't know, like, were you getting weird? Like, I don't know. I, I never saw the movie. I think it's called Just Right when Common played for the Nets. And ironically, Queen Latifah was in that movie, too. Um, but I never watched that movie. I always felt weird watching it because, like, I'm a Nets fan. So, like, how, how did you feel seeing the Sixers? And follow-up question to that, were you surprised Joel Embiid wasn't in the movie? Um, so, I mean, the Sixers, I thought looked bad. Like, I mean, their, their owner's kind of a dick. Like, I don't think our ownership group with Josh Harris and Comcast and, um, yeah, I always forget the other Ruben. Um, I don't think they're horrible people. I mean, people do want to come play for the Sixers. So I thought that was a little misrepresented. Um, the players that all came off fine. Like Tobias was Tobias. He wasn't asked to do a whole lot. Um, I don't know why Matisse and Kyle Lowry were all of a sudden best friends. I don't think that exists in, in the real world. I'm pretty sure they've they've had their run-ins on the court, actually. Um, and then no one would let Tyrese Maxey speak. He was just – I mean, he was in the background of several shots, but that, that's, that's about it. Um, and I wasn't surprised to see Embiid not in it. Um, one, I mean, that, that budget on that movie had to be enormous already, and Embiid cameo would not help matters. And it just didn't seem like his kind of thing. Like, you know, when he's not playing basketball, he doesn't do anything. Like anyone who knows Joel Embiid, he sits home, he plays video games and hangs out with his son. That is it. So I didn't expect to see him in it. Um, But it was kind of cool. Like, I mean, I didn't see just right either, but it was kind of neat watching Sixers from that perspective. I thought Adam Sandler did an awesome job covering the city. Um, Like all the murals, like he got the ones people know about, the ones people don't. 
Um, I thought the Geno's scene was unnecessary. I mean, if you're going to be authentic, like just go the whole distance, dude. Just go to one of the neighborhood joints or something. Um, but, you know, other than that, I thought he did a good job capturing Philly. Okay. I mean, you, you heard it from someone who lives around there, Philly Brandon, Light Hustle. Um, let's get to I the I was actual... just there. Fun fact. The, yeah. um, I was just there with my buddy. He lives in Maniunk. And the steps at the end of, like, that rocky scene going up, going up the hill, and then there's those steps at the end. Um, that is where all the bars are, and those steps will bring like the most fit man to their knees, especially after that <laughs> drink. I've had to sit down that. halfway up and catch my breath. Um, w- uh, the other thing that's so funny about this is like, where does Wancho Hern- Hernan Gomez play now? Dude, I don't know. I thought he was great in the movie, but I don't know what his professional career looks like. Yeah, bro, he's been on like four or five different teams, and he's only been in the league for five or six years. It's kind of bizarre. Is he like the former Will? Will wait, was it Willie Hernan Gomez or is this his? Like, yeah, that's his brother, or is his brother? He's Willie Hernan Gomez. Him, he? he was on the Knicks for a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh, just, okay, just like he's back in Spain. Very good casting. Loved it. Just was was you know I don't know. It was funny that he's been in the NBA. He's, okay, cool. Um, he all was right. Last so, year for the Jazz. Okay. I want to get to the actual Sixers. So, like, heading into next season, you guys went one more round than we did. You lost to the, what, Miami Heat in in six games? Yeah, in an embarrassing six. So, you know, you go to the offseason, you got to make a decision about James Harden. You need to um, figure out what you're going to add alongside Maxi and Bede. You got a few You got a few question marks. So what are you kind of feeling headed into this offseason? Not a lot of hope. Um, honestly, um, okay. I think we're limited to what we can do. Um, you know, you're never going to move Tyrese. Nobody wants to, um, but you're not going to get, you know, an impactful role player or a star for Matisse. And we have no picks. You have all those, uh, Furcon's not going to get you anything. Same with shake. Um, we still have a question mark at center. Um, they talked about bringing Andre Drummond back, but he seems completely unwilling to be a backup, which justifiably yeah. so. He's too good, in my opinion. Um, so we're, I mean, we're kind of stuck. We can make some little moves on the margins. Um, I keep saying, I keep, I keep seeing different names come up here and there, um, but nobody's going to move the needle. I still think we're a second round team. It's frustrating. It sucks. But the team as constructed just isn't good enough. I mean, I watched the rest of the East. We couldn't hang. I don't think the Nets could hang either. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, by the way, Clay hit a three, first three of the game. I think for either team, the score is 17-6. So the Warriors are giving it to Boston early. Clay's got five. Draymond's got four. Steph hit a layup. I think Wiggins has a bucket. And now Gary Payton the second has come into the game. So has Grant Williams. Warriors are dominating uh, early on. Um yeah, the, the thing that I'm intrigued about with the Nets is just to see what Simmons looks like, right? Like when Sean Marks made that trade, as annoying as it was for fans, because we all live in the moment and rightfully so, you know, like we're only on this earth for so long. We want to see our, our sports teams succeed in the time in as short a time as possible. So when they made that trade and some Nets fans were thinking, we're not going to see Ben Simmons until next year, it was an annoying thought process. And, and I, the way it worked with everything with the updates and, and he, maybe he was going to play in the playoffs, then he wasn't going to play. And the whole thing was just sketchy. Um, I just want to see what he looks like in a Nets uniform, because if he's good with KD and Kyrie, 
then that makes this trade that we did with Harden all worth it. No, I, I, I mean, I agree. It, it is you're putting all your eggs in in the Ben Simmons basket. And I've, I've been there and done that myself. And it's, you know, when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it's really, really bad. The difference with you guys is you don't really need him to be good. Um, you just need him to do the things he's already good at. He can, he can play defense no matter what. Um, he does see the floor at an elite level uh, from a passing side of things. So, I mean, right. you're, you're the only team that I think he can flourish on. Will he is the question, um, you know, how deep in his head is he? Um, how is he going to be received in Brooklyn after all the waiting? Um, so that, that, those are the biggest variables. But, I mean, if, if he gets on the court and he's able to just play defense and pass, that's, that's what he's good at. Let me ask you a crazy question. I was thinking about this, and, and I, I'm surprised people haven't brought this up. Imagine if the trade never goes through and James Harden stays with the Nets and you guys keep Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. Do you think that both teams are better off when the playoffs come around? Um, I, I don't. Um, the Sixers were – look, losing Andre Drummond killed us. That that was the nail in the coffin. We had no answer. Um, but we also didn't have secondary ball handler. Like, we, we just didn't. Um, asking Seth Curry to do it wasn't fair. Furcon wasn't it. Um, and we just didn't have any other options. Shake Milton wasn't it. Um, so we had to do it. We, we'd have been a first-round exit without James Harden. What I will yeah, say I think, to that yeah. point is I think there were cheaper targets. If you just wanted to go get a point guard and you thought that's all we needed, you didn't have to go get the most expensive point guard on the market. That's something that kind of haunts me a little bit. I'm still, to the day I die, I'm a big fan of the Tyrese Halliburton package they were going to send us because we were Simmons for Halliburton and picks. I am in. Count me in for that. Um, I thought we let that one get away. Do you believe James Harden when he says he's going to get his body right in the offseason? No, but I don't have an option at this point. I mean, for one more year at least, I need him to be great, and me rooting against him does me no good. But do I think he's going to come back in great shape? Absolutely not, though. Yeah, you're probably right in that assumption. He never has. Um, As far as uh, Nets news goes, it was a cool video of Nick Claxton working out, working on his post moves. I think – I'm not sure if it's official. I don't know if you can make it official, but I believe that the Nets are most likely going to pick up his his deal. So I think it's going to be like two, three years, 30, 30 million, $31 million. He'll get a nice little payday, Nick Claxton. Um, and there are also videos of him working on his free throws because he did not hit any free throws in that uh, series against Boston. Um, you know, now that I've had some time to reflect on the whole season for the Brooklyn Nets, it sucked. I we should have been a lot better this year. We should have at least been competitive in that Boston series, even after the heartbreaker in game one, I'm excited for next season. Um, I think this team has a lot to build on. They're going to, they're going to bring back Nash. They're going to give it another go. They're obviously going to bring back Kyrie somehow, whatever (laughs) that deal looks like. And uh, you have to be positive if you're a Nets fan. I, I mean, I think exchanging an older sort of lesser, fatter version of James Harden for this young Motive, looking for a second chance, Ben Simmons. How he's going to play, I don't know. But as you said, we're not asking him to do the world. Just to be the third or fourth guy on the team. Uh, you know, They're going to bring back some pieces. I'd really like to see Seth Curry back. I thought he was phenomenal. Joe Harris is coming back from injury. So you have that luxury. If you can get those two shooters on the same team, I mean, 
with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, like that's that's insane to me. Um, there's there's a lot to be excited for if you're a Nets fan. But number one is is if you're a Nets fan, you want the Warriors to win this series. You don't want Boston, the team that Kevin Durant has. Let's let's face it, he's trolled in the past few years. Uh, yeah. Whether it was last season in the playoffs, he was you know clowning Evan Fournier or. After the Olympics, there was that there was that moment where he, he's trash talking to Ime Adoka. I know it was friendly. I, I get it, but he's like, "Oh, we're, we're going to beat you guys this season." It's a joke, and then you get swept in the playoffs. A joke becomes yeah. a sweep. So, you know, I, he's, I think he's right. His, team's he's, gonna, his mouth is writing checks that the Nets can't cash. Yeah, yeah. So I I think that's going to be um, extremely fun to watch. Is is him coming back motivated? You know, all these guys. And uh, they're going to give it another go, a third go around. So hopefully this this one this time it works. Uh, so, three minutes forty five seconds left in in the first quarter. Uh, Clay with the ball, he's going to kick it to Gary Payton the second for three, nails it. Twenty to eight, Golden State is up. They are playing some really good basketball to start this game. So the website uh, Clutch Points has four targets that they think the Nets need to go after this offseason. While we no got a little targets. bit of a break in the fun action because, you know, Golden State's kind of taking care of business right now. I'm going to run through the four of them and just I want to know, A, your likelihood of it happening, and B, how you'd feel if it did. Okay. So the number one target, according to them, needs to be Chris Boucher uh, from Toronto. He would take care of your big man issues. Can he shoot the three? Like, I, I don't know his three-point – Field goal percentage off the bat. Um, uh, 34%. I don't necessarily I don't necessarily hate it, but it's not like gimme, 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 you know? Yeah. Like it's it, I'd be like a four, five excitement out of ten. Okay. He's not bad, <laughs> but like he was also a backup. Like, come on. What about the uh the troll Markeith Morris? Would love him. Would absolutely love him. You get a Morris brother. They they kind of have very similar games. They space the floor. They can hit the three. Marcus is a little better um, in isolation situations. He can get you a bucket. I think Markeith is, is a better defender, but they're both solid. So which which brother would we be receiving in this transaction? Markeith. Markeith. Yeah, I like him. And he's coming off a pretty rough year. We only played 20 games. So you can probably get him on the low. Next By the one, way, get- Gary Payton the second with five points already in the first quarter. He's huge, man. Having him helps them a lot. Having him back in the finals is a complete series changer. Because you know, right, just ratchet up their defense in the finals anyway. Because not usually a great defensive team during the year, but I mean he's a they really do. They really the do. Outside. Yeah, they're they're suffocating the Celtics right now. Jason Tatum has yet to score. I just don't know if the Celtics have enough. And we th- we thought that when they first got here. I mean, the Cel- if the Celtics were going to win the finals, they needed to suffocate Golden State and not the other way around. And it, yeah. that's just not the way it's going. I mean, again, All right, what is the, uh, what's the third yeah. Nets deal? Um, Austin Rivers. No, no. I, don't, I guess Why? that would be Why? in a world where Bruce Brown doesn't come back and need another ball handling yeah yeah that would be like yeah exactly if you can't afford bruce brown i I guess i just i don't love austin rivers i don't love his game he's a a combo scoring guard who who, you know isn't a great shooter and i just he's whatever he's not he's not my favorite player in the world this is one i think if you could pull off would be huge especially if bruce brown's able to come back um but the last one is caleb martin 
Oh, I like Caleb Martin. He was on the Heat. No, I think he was a. Where the hell did he come from? I don't think it was. Was he Heat? No. Yeah, because wasn't there's Cody Martin and Caleb Martin. Look him up. Tell me. And by the way, Steph. I have all the stats on the website. It's not where he's from. Twenty-four to eight, Golden State. Oh my goodness, this is just dominating. And I know the Celtics are going to go on. Yeah, you're right. Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Yeah. He actually said he wanted to be back in Miami as Tatum gets his first bucket. Uh, he was at a press conference. So if they if they sign him, oof, bad miss. Um, yeah, Miami might resign him. But I would love him. Him and Morris, I would like. I mean, Boucher would be eh, and don't give me Austin Rivers. But those are four interesting, uh, interesting scenarios there. I think a couple of them really do make you guys better. I think getting Caleb Martin would be huge. I mean, like – you guys just need more wings um, outside of, you know, your two stars. Um, so, I mean, 6'6", six, six, decent enough shooter, really good defender. I mean, he and Bruce Brown together on the floor would be suffocating for other teams. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a lot. There's a lot. Sean Marks can be very creative in this offseason. But whatever he does, he's got to make it work as Wiggins nails a step back. Tatum had four straight points. He was starting to feel it. Wiggins hits the step back, 26-12. Warriors are, are keeping their distance with about a minute and 19 left in the first. Oh, man, when the Warriors are on, bro. But I'm telling you, like, that's the thing. Tatum's a microwave. He can get going. Brown can get going. They, and they have the defense to get stops against Golden State. So this game is far from over. Very good start for Golden State. But uh, if they can get on a say, run, oh, I agree. But Tatum, Tatum, another good. bucket. That's six straight for Jason Tatum. Oh, maybe that's that microwave effect you were just talking about. Yeah, that was a nice that was a nice cut. Um, and of course, Andre Vidal is in the game. I don't understand why Nash feels the need to play him. Uh Kerr. Kerr. Yeah, I said Nash. Wow, it's a Freudian slip right there. <laughs> it's Talking just one of his coach. guys. Like, I mean, does he have he's gotta be what, 37? Who are you talking about? Iguodala? Yeah, I mean he's he's, he's up there. The but every know. time, every time he plays, I feel like the Celtics go on a ridiculous run. Because he's not the defender he used to be. He used to be a number one lockdown defender. That was five, six seasons ago. Celtics are on a mini – well, not a run, but they're uh, they're down 10 with 30 seconds left. They got the ball, so they're probably they're not going to go two for one. Uh, they have yet to hit a three. They're 0-4 from three, and Golden State's two of nine. So these two teams like to shoot the tray ball, but uh, both of them not finding too much success. How good has the Andrew Wiggins resurgence been with Golden State? Oh, he's been great, dude. He has been so much just better and and playing harder and and playing to his ability. And it's been great to watch, man. He's been awesome. Steph. Oh, that – how is that not a foul? Oh, I thought Steph got whacked on that play. Steph went to the rim and basically like – it was underneath the rim. Robert Williams is not letting him get a shot off. Let's see what he does here. Williams is going to go straight up. Come, eh, That's a good no call. It looked like a foul in fast motion, but let's see. Does Williams come down on his arm? No, that was, that was clean. Oof, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so into this game, man. And, just, you know, Golden State, Boston, it's, it's been a good series so far. Now, I'll say this. If, if the Warriors were to win this game, I think game six can easily go to Boston. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I can see this series going seven. I don't think that golden state winning right now, like this series is over as Ime Doka gets a technical, they called a foul 
with 0.5 seconds left on the Celtics. They called a foul as Andrew Wiggins caught the ball and was shooting. Udoka got mad. He was screaming at the refs. He got a technical. Let's see this replay. So Wiggins gets the ball. There's the foul. He fouled him. He fouled him with 0.5 seconds left. And I don't know why they're so mad. See, I think I, I think the other way. I think if Golden State wins this one, they're too close. You like I I think it's over in six if Golden State wins this one. Really? Yeah, I, I do. Interesting. Interesting. But in the just, garden, you think they just take it in the garden? Yeah. I think there is something to be said for this team being in the finals year after year after year, having that brief break. Clay was gone, Steph was in and out, Draymond was in and out. Like if, if you let them get close to a trophy, they're gonna get make it happen that same day. Yeah, I mean, I understand the logic. You know, they're clutch. They've been here before. Uh, do you have any idea of what the Sixers are looking to do this offseason? Um, well, I don't think we're going to bring in another backup big man. I think I think they're planning on letting it ride with B-Ball Paul and just developing him, which I'm finally on board with. Uh, but I don't really know. I see, what that, I, I see that they're looking to shop Danny Green. And the number yeah. 23 pick in the NBA draft. Which sucks. I mean, I get it. Like, we, you have to. But He was bad. It, you know, he was not good. He wasn't. It's just, you know, he's been good to Philly, and it sucks that, you know, they can somebody as soon as they get hurt. But they, they have to do it. Like, I, I get that. Um, it's just a rough look for the team. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've heard too many names to narrow it down to, like, a top four or five like the Nets had. Um, like we've been linked to – oh, God, there's – Josh Richardson was the one that makes no sense to me because we've done this already. Like he was part yeah. of that super failed team with um, like the Al Horford year. He was here for that, and he was wildly you know inconsistent. So the fact that's going to work now makes no sense. Um, I've heard Royce O'Neal – as like a three and D guy, I don't. I think he's a little bit too limited to really make to move the needle that much. Um, Gary Harris, interesting. Um, I hear his know. name associated with every team. Gary Harris. I, I just feel like he's one of those guys because everybody needs like a capable shooter. He's he's thirty nine percent from deep. He can handle the ball enough to get by. Um, when the other someone brought up Josh Hart, we're not getting Josh Hart. Um, he, he's way out of our price range and our asset range. So there's no way that's going to happen. Um, the one I wouldn't mind is Dante DiVincenzo. Um, bring him back. He, bring him back to Philly. Yeah. I mean, he and Tyus Jones were two free agents that I'd be pretty content with bringing in um, just for more scoring and more ball handling. The thing about Dante is he gives you that, that defense that you could tell we seriously were lacking down the stretch. Um, you know, Matisse Thibel gambles too much. James Harden's not really interested. Uh, Tobias gave it his all. We need another stopper, I guess is my point. And Dante can give you enough shooting, but he's a great defensive stopper on the perimeter. All right. Those are some interesting I'd be, I'd be stoked if we were able to bring in him and Tyus Jones and call it an offseason. I like those fits. I feel like you guys are so solid in that point guard department with, with either Maxi or Harden running, running the point that, like, at this point you kind of just need – the wingmen, the guards, the forwards, the, those types of players. Um, and as I've said, you know, on numerous podcasts, the Nets need to bring in some 3 and D guys. That's something that's been lacking. So I don't even care if their three-point field goal percentage isn't great. It just needs to be better than DeAndre Bembry's or, or better than, 
you know, like you're, I, they don't have to be as good as Joe Harris and Seth Curry, but I don't want them yeah. to stink at shooting. But I'm talking about like the Tory Craigs of the world, like these hard grind out players. It can be your eighth <laughs> or ninth guy. The, the Nets need these guys. They did not have any on their roster. And when the Celtics can't, got physical with them, the Nets folded very quickly. You need more physical players on this team. And James Johnson, it was, it was a nice experiment. You cut him before the playoffs. So that didn't work out. Um, the most physical player. How do you feel about a uh, six yeah. seven streaky Turkish man by the name of Furkan Korkmaz? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> He's out there. <laughs> Not a defender. No, you're right. Not even um, interested. No, no. The, our most physical player is Nick Claxton, and he doesn't weigh a lot. He, you know, so if there's a bigger guy, he gets pushed around a little bit, and he couldn't shoot free throws. Um, also, would be kind of nice. Have a bullet. He'd be great. He'd be great. Our second most physical player was Patty Mills. And, like, that's you can't have your point guard <laughs> yeah. being your most physical player. No. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. A lot of decisions for Sean Marks and Daryl Morey. Um, yo, I was actually shocked that Doc Rivers was in hustle. That was, like, because I know he's so hated in Philadelphia right now. And that yeah. was bizarre to see, like, oh, yo, uh, uh, Stanley, you ready? Let's go, Stanley. Come on, let's get out there. I don't want to give anything away. Doc Rivers says, let's go Stanley to Adam Sandler. I'm not going to tell you when it happens. Yeah. For, fortunately, Adam's not from Philly. Or I mean, because if, if a local guy made that, Doc wouldn't have been in it. Uh, but that's one of the things I liked about the movie, though, was like the attention to detail. Even the assistant coaches, like all the way down to Dave Yeager, who didn't spend most of the season with us, was in that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Brandon, I appreciate you hanging out tonight. End of the first quarter, it's 27 Golden State, 16 Boston. I'm not going to keep you around for the second quarter because the commercial breaks. I sort of overestimated how long NBA games are, but I appreciate you coming on tonight. This was fun. Any any final any, words for the listeners before I close it out? No, oh, I thought you were going to hang on and do the uh, the single man play-by-play, but no, no words. Um you know, I'm going to try and watch another 15, 20 minutes of this, and I'm sure I'll miss, you know, some transcendent moment, but that's just the way she goes. I feel you. And uh, for those listening, I am going to do a post-game reaction. Um, once this game is over, uh, I'll finish up the pod. I'll come back on. I'll do a quick five, 10-minute uh, reaction because the score is 27-16. This game's far from over. So thank you guys for listening. Brandon, thank you for coming by. And uh, stay tuned for the next no part problem. of Fireside Nets. With Spen and Nick. Two hours, no traffic on Wednesday. Didn't mean to cut Brandon off there, but he was going to say Wednesday. Every single Wednesday, check two hours, no traffic out on Twitter. We go live, and then the podcast drops on Thursday. All right. The Warriors beat the Celtics in Game 5 of the NBA Finals, 104-94. They now take a 3-2 lead. Next game is in Boston on Thursday night. Um... This game was was pretty wild. I mean, the Warriors dominated for the first half, for the most part, um, despite Steph Curry struggling from the field. He struggled all night. Uh, not this was this was his dud of a game. Only 16 points for him on seven of 22 from the field, 0 of nine from three. He did have eight assists, but uh, yeah, Boston Boston did a great job on defense on him, and he was just missing shots tonight. Um, the big star for the Warriors, Andrew Wiggins, 26 points, 13 rebounds, 12 of 23 from the field. He was 0 of 6 from 3. The Warriors actually shot 22.5% from 3, but it didn't matter. They did such a good job defensively on the Celtics tonight. 
Uh, Tatum went off a little bit. Tatum had 27 points, 10 rebounds. Marcus Smart with 20 as well. Jalen Brown with 18. But this was a story of the Celtics not being able to take the Warriors' punch in that fourth quarter. Um, Celtics were hanging around. They were down 8. They were down 10. And then there was that pivotal moment where Marcus Smart, I don't know if there was contact, he pretty much bounced off of Clay Thompson on defense. Thompson hits a wide-open three. That was kind of the nail in the coffin for the Celtics. Um, they had an amazing third quarter, I believe. They, they, they outscored Golden State 35-24 to in the third quarter, but they lost the first two quarters. They got outscored in the fourth 29-20. to And it just seemed like every single timely moment, timely bucket down the stretch – even the timely calls, and, and I'm not one to, to say that the refs, you know, decide a, a game, especially in the NBA Finals, but the Warriors definitely got some home calls tonight. Uh, I'd be silly not to point that out. That did not determine the game. Let, let's be straight, because the Celtics were in this game. They had their moments. They had their opportunities. Jason Tatum had a few air balls in that fourth quarter. That did not look good. Jalen Brown not scoring 20 points and going 0-5 from three is uncharacteristic of him. The, the fact that Smart had to put up 20 to sort of keep this in them, keep them in this game, um, you know, they, they shot 34% from three, which isn't great. Uh, they shot 41% from the field, the Celtics did, but you gotta, you gotta feel like crap if you're a Celtics fan right now. You held Curry to 16 points. And, and look, this series by no means is over. I mean, the Celtics are tough to play at home. Uh, the Garden is going to be rocking. You know Tatum and, and Brown want to come back strong in Game 6. They can absolutely force a Game 7. I don't think the, the series is over by any stretch. But to hold Steph to that low of a number, I don't think Clay eclipsed 20 tonight. Clay Thompson, oh, he did. He had 21 points, 7 of 14 from the field, 5 of 11 from 3, 21 for Clay. Uh, but, man, Andrew Wiggins, the double-double, 26 and 13. He has been a machine uh, you got to point out Gary Payton the seconds play. 26 minutes he played. He had 15 points, five rebounds. He was six of eight from the field, and he hit a three. Um, and then finally, you know, the last guy you got to give credit to. Well, you got to give credit to two guys, actually, on Golden State. Jordan Poole hit one of the most insane buzzer beaters to end the third quarter I've ever seen in my life. Friggin' time expiring, gets the pass from Wiggins, and just banks it as he's moving in, in the air, beats the clock by... seconds. Incredible shot by Jordan Poole. He finished with 14. And Draymond Green. Nice bounce-back game for Draymond Green. He had 8 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. He was 3-6 from the field. Did foul out. I think he fouled out for the third time in 5 games. Um, But he rebounded nicely. I I mean, 8-6-8 is a good game for Draymond Green. Let's let's be realistic here. Um, And that was all she wrote. That third quarter belonged to the Celtics. The fourth quarter belonged to the Warriors. Did the Warriors get a few more calls than the Celtics? Absolutely, but I don't think that determined the outcome of this game. Credit to Kerr for sort of sticking with his game plan. You saw the Celtics just hit a ton of threes in that third quarter. I think they hit eight in a row um, from, from the third quarter into that fourth quarter. Or was it the second quarter into the third quarter? I'm not sure. They hit eight in a row, and they were really cooking with gas, but... Uh, Credit to Curse, staying true to that game plan. Kayvon Looney gave the, the Warriors some really good minutes. You're not going to see it in the stat sheet. Uh, two points, four rebounds, and three assists. But I think he did a decent job of, of slowing Robert Williams down. I think Williams had 10 points 
early on or eight, or eight points early on, and, and I think he had two for the rest of the game. Um, so, yeah, Warriors up 3-2. to two. We got ourselves a, a really competitive series. Um, if I had to pick game, I'd say game six goes to Boston. We do see a game seven, but it wouldn't shock me if, if you know, Steph got going in game six and the Warriors were somehow able to take it. But we all know how, you know, the, these home games go. The Warriors, I'm sorry, the role players for the Celtics are going to play much better. You're not going to see the, the same performances from the Gary Payton, the seconds of the world. Um, the, the role players for the Warriors aren't going to be as, as, as strong. So uh, I got the Celtics in game six. I think it's going to go seven, but tonight was the Warriors' night, and uh, it's a good game. It's a really good game. Two teams that, that wanted badly. All right, thanks for listening to Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick, brought to you by Empire Sports Media, and as always, I'll catch you on the fireside.